Welcome to the Doxology Podcast. My name is Jens Nelson. And my name is Lucas Stock. And we are going to be your new best friends. Definitely. Um, so, uh, I guess as a, as a way of introduction, as we already stated, this is the, the, the Doxology Podcast. Um, and I think it's fair to say that the idea for the name came from the idea that um, doing theology, learning about theology, talking about God... Um, ultimately lead to doxology, ultimately leads to, to worship. And I know I'm getting way ahead of ourselves because we <laughs> haven't even really said, you know, we're a theological podcast or uh, we're going to be talking about the Bible or God or whatever. Um, but that's that's where the name comes from, the idea that our what we know um, ultimately should be leading to heartfelt devotion, you know, expressed in worship, expressed in adoration, and so that idea of doxology, I mean, it's a word that literally means to, to offer praise. And so that's sort of the, the, the main focus of what we're doing. Obviously, there's a lot more to it. And so I think we'll, we'll sort of dive into that right now to sort of explain what we hope um, to be, what we hope to do, why you should listen. And so, yeah, I think, I think we'll jump into that. And we'll start by saying that we are a theological podcast. We're, we're two guys who, who went to school together at, at Moody Bible Institute, um, who have um, had many theological conversations over the years. And we've had uh, many times where our wives, our wives will be sitting at another table just like, what are they doing? Why are they, what are they even <laughs> talking about? And so we thought it'd be a cool idea to, to come together to, to make a podcast and just with our different stories and our backgrounds and where we are now, we felt that it was um, something that would be interesting, something in our current, you know, um, religious and political culture, you know, to, to be something a little different, to come together to talk about who our God is, who Jesus is, what he's done. And because of our differing backgrounds, we might occasionally have some differing perspectives. And so we mm-hmm. offer... Um, you know, differing viewpoints, which in the, in this world, I think we have a hard time having unity amongst our diversity. But again, if we're talking about our triune God, who in himself is a unity amongst diversity, I think it's really important to come together to be able to have theological, um, maybe sometimes political um, or whatever. Like there, there's some overlap in the things that we're going to talk about. Um, but that's sort of, I think, the the heart of why we came together. We want to talk about our Savior. We want to talk about uh, what he has done for us, how he's worked in our individual lives and in the lives of um, our families and, and so forth. And um, so I think it's just going to be good for you as the listener to uh, maybe you've never been exposed to certain theological viewpoints. Maybe you have no idea what the word eschatology means. Um, you know, maybe you never went to Bible college, so you don't know all the big um, doctrinal words or whatever. And so maybe maybe some of what you will glean from this is just a greater theological understanding. You can walk into a theological conversation with your pastor or small group leader or, um, you know, fellow church member about these things and just maybe feel more confident. Uh, maybe you're somebody who knows these things um, but hasn't really landed in, on any particular you know, side of the, the argument. Um, and so we, we just sort of hope to make difficult things more clear as best as we can as, you know, fallible humans. Um, but just to also even just open the door for you, um, to, to join us on this journey. And that's something that I I failed to mention at the beginning, but one thing we really want this podcast to be is a, 
a journey of sorts. And we sort of like the imagery of, of Jesus and his two disciples on the road to Emmaus where he's, you know, opening the scriptures and revealing himself in them. And at first they don't recognize him, but then, you know, they share bread, um, over dinner and they're like, their eyes were open. They're like, that was, that was Jesus. And didn't our hearts burn within us? And so just like those two disciples, we too are on a journey of sorts. And, um, in a few minutes, we'll sort of share a brief version of our, our journeys, uh, to Christ and from Christ to now. And hopefully that'll be impactful. Maybe you'll relate. Maybe you'll have no idea what we're talking about, but our hope is that you will, um, come to know and to love and to worship and revere Jesus. And so that's, that's sort of the, the, what the doxology podcast is going to be all about. Yeah. I mean, anything, I think, did I forget anything? Is there anything you want to add? <laughs> no, I mean, I was just gonna say, I don't, I don't think I could have really said it better. Um, I, I just, you know, going back to that Emmaus road to Emmaus imagery. Um, we really want this podcast to be, uh, if anyone listens, we want them to be sort of companions with us as disciples traveling with Jesus on this journey of faith. And the reason for that is a, you know, we don't have everything figured out. B, we are definitely not Jesus. Um, and, uh, there really just is no, um, better way to engage in Christian faith than in community. And we right. don't want to be, we want to be a community, you know, we want to foster community as best we can in right. the setting that God has given us, which, you know, hopefully means people listen and, and we get to foster conversations amongst the two of us and with uh, people that we don't yet know, but who maybe we'll, we'll get to know through this uh, podcast. And maybe this will be, um, you know, a bigger a bigger project than we can envision, but that's up up <laughs> to God ultimately. And right. And also getting ahead of myself a little bit. But the other thing I wanted to add was just like, you know, what Jensen was saying, talking about um, theology and big fancy Christianese words or really complicated ideas that people from hundreds of years ago have written gigantic books on like that in itself is really important those gigantic books the the you know theology as a as an academic discipline i i think is really important um definitely uh, a lot to be said there that we can get into later in the future but um bringing it back to the the focus and the goal and the title of this podcast is that it's not uh you know two guys sitting at their computers you know, sort of being armchair politicians or armchair, um, experts, experts. experts. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, theology is about doxology, talking about God, learning about God, learning about Christian doctrine is about worshiping God. It's, you know, the Christian doctrine, which is a fairly intellectual, uh, enterprise is for Christian devotion, which is a, Um, a an offer of praise, a, a doxology, um, ultimately to the Trinity, and that's something that we want to embody in how we're talking and what we're talking about, and then also that we want to keep at the forefront. If um, it 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 really doesn't matter who 
listens or what their background is, but this is a conversation that's ultimately not just for us and it's not just for uh, any particular organization or person, but it's for um, the Holy Trinity. It's for right. worshiping God. And that's something right. that we want to do um, in this way, which is just one way of doing that, talking right. with, and it's, with other believers. Right. And I think I'll just add that, you know, it's using some of the gifts that we've been given, you know, that, and, mm. you know, I know none of you were at church with me this morning, but this morning at church, um, we were in first Peter four talking a little bit about, he mentions, you know, spiritual gifts a little bit and he mentions, um, service and speaking. Mm. And that's not to say that those are the only two types of gifts, but they all sort of fall under that umbrella is like, there are speaking gifts, not just pulpit preaching ministry, but, um, you know, words of encouragement, um, you know, being wise in what you say, um, and then, you know, gifts of service where you're hospitable and loving and caring and, and things like that. Um, and I think, you know, we've been, obviously every Christian has been gifted and given a set of, of gifts to use. Um, and so that's one way in which we want to express that. And I think, um, too, just to make it clear, you know, we're not going to be the type of podcast that hones in on just one idea. You know, we're not just focusing in on eschatology. We're not just focusing in on, um, you know, ecclesiology, you know, big words about the end times or salvation or, or whatever. Um, like we hope to cover the whole spectrum um, to, mm-hmm. to talk about things that are talked about a lot and things that are talked about a little. And so I think I'm, I'm excited. Oh, yeah, me too. And that's actually kind of a, a good segue. We also wanted to hit a little more uh, practical introduction in addition to the big picture sort of, you know, foundation and, and motivation that we have for doing this but also just to kind of let you know if if you're catching us in the beginning of this journey th- that uh you know what to expect on the more everyday practical level uh things like we're hoping to do this weekly um whether that means you know the same sort of full length episode weekly or maybe we're we're gonna try out some ideas i'm sure as as time goes on oh, i sure um, see what works <laughs> see what doesn't we both have schedules and lives that are somewhat in flux right now which you know Mm -hmm. as relevant we can get into but you know like we said it's about it's it's about uh what we're talking about not you know not us (laughs) and uh right um also we're gonna have uh you know links and uh email account social media all that kind of stuff not to get famous and get that internet money, but because we want to engage with whoever's going to listen, whether that's just uh, our close friends who give us pity clicks or whether that's uh, someone <laughs> who we've never met and never will in real life. Uh, we want Christian to, Abbott. <laughs> we want to, like I said, I think uh, I meant to say it if I didn't foster a community and, and that means we want your feedback. If we're doing something that's not working, if our mics sound terrible, if you have... Please tell us. <laughs> if you have... Yeah, like we said, Bible college, not uh, not uh, audio engineering. engineers here. Um, <laughs> but if you have you know requests or questions or, or things that you think would be interesting to talk about or, or whatever, you know, whatever that looks like, we want listener engagement and... Uh, and, you know, right. actually, even as I say it, listener engagement, I, I don't like that because we want to, we are all as Christians or soon to be Christians, maybe we're all on a journey on this road with Jesus. And, and that's the faith 
of yeah. Christ that's you know was given from him to the apostles to us and we uh aren't you know speaker listener we're not uh you know entertainer audience we want to be companions on that road so right um companion engagement rather than listener engagement but you get the idea Um, right and i think so yeah go ahead no go ahead no go ahead oh i was just gonna say um that that i think kind of hits all the big points that i had in mind in terms of like what to expect and and what we are are going for so if you got anything to add you know yeah i i think i'll just add um two two last points is that this podcast is likely going to develop and evolve and change as we go, because that's, I mean, that's, that's part of life. That's part of being a Christian is, is growing in our knowledge and our understanding. And so even just the, the way this podcast will work will likely um, be changing. And I I say that to say, like, maybe people would um, be better. Maybe they'll understand. Maybe what I'm trying to say is maybe we should explain exactly um even how we're set up because we're not in the same room together so there's going to be a little bit of a a dynamic um because you know we're on facetime and we have our mics we have our computers we'll sync up our audio that we're recording in different places i'm in wisconsin you're in massachusetts Mm -hmm. um we'll sync it up edit make it into a you know a cohesive podcast and so like but that i think that's something that people should know you know we're not just sitting on our back porch um, looking at each other face to face. And so there's going to be some dynamic that again, maybe will change. And maybe when, you know, Hannah and I come out to see you and Elaine, we'll sit down and actually have a podcast to record in person. Then it'll be different than oh, yeah, this sort of podcast. Sure. <laughs> um, but you know, I think, I think it's helpful for the listener to understand sort of that dynamic of even how we're, how we're doing this, um, just to, you know, be transparent. So, you know, mm-hmm. Um, how it's all going down so if there are times where we're sort of like no you go sorry um it's you know part of that's just you know working out the kinks but also it might just be part of the nature of of how we do this but i think that's all that we have to say in introduction so if you if you want to start your story yeah so uh you know i just got done saying that it's not about us and now we're going to go into the segment (laughs) of this episode (laughs) where we talk about ourselves uh no but um what we wanted to do, uh, besides give an introduction to our idea for what this podcast is going to be and what it's going to be about, we also wanted to give an introduction to ourselves um, as your new best friends, as your new companions on the, the road to Emmaus. Um, not, you know, telling e- e- each other's entire life story uh, or, you know, to get to talk about ourselves for a few minutes. Um but to to give an idea of who we are, um, particularly as um, Christians and as um, people who are on this journey, um, and how we got to where we are and why we're so interested in doing this podcast, um, if that makes any sense. Hopefully, it will. At least once we get started in our in these stories, uh, it, then if it doesn't now, but, um, so yeah, my name is Lucas, uh, and I, um, have been a Christian for most of my life. Um, I got, my mom got saved when I was, was very young. And because of that, I, um, became a Christian shortly after. And since then it's been a long, well, I mean, I say a long, um, but it's, it's been a, a sometimes surprising, sometimes, uh, boring, sometimes easy, sometimes hard road, of growth and development and discipleship and change and, um, you know, evolution in my faith and development. And I said development, but, 
um, that has led me to different states, different jobs, different schools. I mean, it's it's just been, um, you know, it's been life, and God has been a part of that for most of it, which I'm I'm grateful for and thankful for. Um, and along the way, I've had the opportunity to be a part of some really really good churches that have fed me, where I've I've gotten incredible mentoring and discipleship relationships with leadership, with pastors, youth pastors who have uh, really encouraged and supported me through painful, challenging times in life, encouraged and supported my, my own development as a young person and a young Christian. Um, and I think that that was a big part of what instilled pretty early on in me an interest in theology and a um, excitement about learning things about God, um, and, and about his word and, and what it means to be a Christian. Um, and also part of that, uh, was a call to ministry, if you can call it that in high school that I felt, uh, during a missions trip that has stuck with me ever since. Um, what that necessarily might look like has changed. Um, but I, I have always ever since then been convinced that in some way, shape, or form, um, my life of serving God is going to include vocational ministry, um, meaning some kind of ministry as a job, not just uh, ministry as my vocation as a Christian, which we all share, but um, working in a church, working in missions, something to that effect has, has always been my plan, my expectation ever since high school. And that led me to probably the most significant chapter of my life so far, which was Moody Bible Institute, where I, I went to college um, and uh, met some of my closest friends to this day, met my wife, well, now wife, um, ch- you know, changed majors and, and learned about things that I never would have dreamed of learning about. Um, Hesed. Chesed, that came up in uh, my sermon at my church today, believe it or not. Uh, mine too. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Incredible. Um, he said it different, but I knew what he was saying. That's funny. Uh, and yeah, if if you've ever had the privilege and the opportunity of, of, of studying in a Christian college, studying theology at, 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 a, at a formal level, um, then you'll understand just how radically different <laughs> I am after that experience than before. And a lot of that has to be, I was 18, just graduated high school when I started Moody. And I, uh, you know, four years later was married, had spent the last four years living in Chicago um, and was a totally different person just due to life experience. Um, But a big part of that too was my educational experience of, going to a Bible school and taking systematic theology and, 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 you know, learning uh, biblical Hebrew and writing papers about um, passages of scripture and theological doctrines. And, and that being how I spent my time. Um, It, it definitely shaped me in a lot of ways and um, honed my excitement and passion for theology, both devotionally and academically um, and then also gave me during my time in Chicago 
Um, the other big significant thing I wanted to hit, which was um, I started going to an Anglican church. Um, I had grown up in Southern Baptist churches for uh, pretty much my entire time as a Christian. Um, all of my really formative relationships and church experiences were in Southern Baptist churches, um, and especially one in particular. But um, looking for church in Chicago in a totally new place across the country. Sorry if you hear my, <laughs> my cat. He wants out. Um, he'll have to deal, though. Um, but, uh, oh, my gosh. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> Maybe that'll be, maybe he'll be the third host, I guess. Um, anyway, uh, looking for a church in Chicago. Um, it's it's a great big city with many different congregations all across. And, and, and I found myself, me and my wife uh, went to visit this Anglican church and we ended up staying there for the rest of our time in Chicago. And um, it was, it definitely looking back now, I, I realize that it, my time there ended up having a, really profound impact on me uh spiritually and and theologically uh which i wasn't expecting or aware of during my you know first few months there but um i the reason i bring that up is um that you know if if we're if we're going to be putting labels on ourselves in terms of our church membership in terms of our um, theological positions in terms of our persuasions of of certain doctrines or whatever um I would, I would, you know, self-identify with, with the label Anglican, um, which, you know, I didn't know what that meant before I walked into that Anglican church in Chicago. I had never experienced a liturgical worship service. I had never, um, you know, it was, it was funny. I, it wasn't even, it was like probably a good while after I had been going to an Anglican church that I even made the connection that more Christians practice infant baptism than adult baptism, um, which was a big, you know, I'm sure, I mean, I know we'll get into sacramentology and baptism and stuff, but that was definitely a big turning point for me. Getting ahead of myself, point is, um, I would so I would use the label Anglican to describe my theological position, um, my, my life track at this point includes the Anglican church, uh, pretty, you know, significantly and, um, definitely has been a, a, something that God has used to really deepen my relationship with him and deepen my understanding of a lot of things. Um, not to say that everyone who's not an Anglican is somehow a heretic or, or sub-Christian or anything like that, but just, um, it's going to be it's super relevant to me day by day and it's going to be relevant to this podcast because it's um expressing my theological position and and it's it's as you'll hear probably when when jensen gives his little um bio um it's going to be the source of the disagreements that we have um not in a negative sense but um i i won't speak for jensen but um <laughs> so <I hate> you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I think that kind of sums it up. Um, I'm good. Gosh, this is, <laughs> that, that <cat>. uh, <laughs> um, hopefully That's this is not unbearable for anyone listening, but, um, nah. but yeah, I, uh, I am really excited to, to share, uh, you know, in a more 
I guess you could say public way this this journey right. and a more intentional way um, these conversations as we're recording them instead of just having them as they come up um, and I think that that pretty much sums up um, what I think is relevant about myself to this podcast um, so yeah I mean if if there's any you know burning questions that you think would be relevant that i failed to mention you can ask them but uh if not you know i think i'll hand it off to you all right well so i am jens nelson um you might hear him call me jensen i think when i was at moody i was going by jensen more than i went by jens um but but yeah my my given name is jensen nelson i go by jens um i too have have at least lived in a christian household um literally my entire life. Uh, my mom tells me that I was born on a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday afternoon and I was in church on Sunday. So, you know, just a couple of short days later. Um, so there's really not I don't a point think I ever knew in that. my, That's funny. no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't, so there's not really a point that I can remember in my life where I wasn't at church or involved in church. I mean, my dad, sang on a worship team for as long as I could remember. And that's actually how I met my wife. Um, We went to church together since we were kids. I mean, I don't actually remember meeting her. Uh, Her mom sang, my dad sang. We ran around the sanctuary while they practiced, you know, playing tag or hiding under the chairs or whatever. So, um, you know, like I said, I grew up in a church context. And it, it really, I mean, the very short version of this is it really didn't click until I was in my senior year of high school. Um, you know, so I grew up in a small town called Stoughton, uh, moved to another bigger town called Janesville, and it was, you know, I'm sure some of these stories might come up over time, but to keep things short, you know, my my middle school and high school years were um, far more about me and myself and gratifying all the desires that I wanted to gratify, and um, it was all about about me. Even though I went to youth group, even though I went to church, I played drums in the youth group worship worship band. I played on the Sunday morning worship team sometimes. Um, so from from like the outside appearance, if there was you know someone I went to school with or someone that I worked with, um, you know, at one of my jobs, um, you know, they would have thought like Jens is a Christian because he says he's a Christian. Um, but in my senior year, I had a, a youth pastor at my new church, which was called Turning Point, um, ironically, uh, but it was it was in my senior year that I had my turning point where um, this new youth pastor had come in. He was 22. He had just graduated college and was newly married and just was at a point in his life where when he came into this church, it felt like every single message that he gave, every single conversation we had, it always felt like he was like preaching directly at me. Like it was as, as if I was the only one in the room and I just remember thinking like, man, if, if this, if what he's describing, if this is biblical Christianity, I'm not living that. And so I, I distinctly remember him preaching on, um, I think it's Matthew seven, um, where, you know, where Jesus says, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not say, mm-hmm. or do we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And Jesus, you know, declares to them, um, you know, depart from me. I never knew you. Like I remember him giving a sermon on that Mm. and just being like, man, heavy stuff for a youth group. Yeah. Heavy (laughs) stuff. Right. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm a Christian. And so it was through meeting with him, um, having conversations with him and, you know, reading the Bible and praying and, you know, learning to put to death the sin that was reigning in my life. I realized like, I think I'm now truly a Christian. And so at this point I had, you know, I was done with high school. I was, 
um, going to a community college and I didn't really know what I wanted to do or, or where I wanted to go, but I knew that I loved the Lord and I wanted to please him and glorify him. And um, w- while I was at this community college, we sort of have to have a, like a direction we want to have, like want to be heading that way. If we end up transferring, it's a little bit easier. And so I thought, you know, maybe I want to be a high school history teacher because I love history. I love learning about history and teaching and talking about history. And at the time when I was, is, when I was in high school, every single year from, um, sophomore, junior, and senior year, the history teacher that I had was a Christian. Like I, I knew they went to church. I even went to church with a couple of them. And so I was like, yeah, that'd be super cool. Like I, I could, I could do that. Um, I very quickly realized I cannot do that. I, t- I, props to anybody who is a public or even private school teacher. It's hard. Um, yeah, and I, I very imagine. quickly realized, no, yeah. And, and I very quickly realized that like, I want to teach, but I don't want to teach history in a secular setting. Um, but I want to teach the Bible to, to students. And so after I finished an associate's degree, I, I transferred to Moody. Um, and that was a, a pretty big a sh- shift for me as well. You know, I, I wanted to go into to youth ministry vocationally. And at this point, my, um, at the time she was my fiance, um, Hannah, she was going to Columbia college in Chicago. So it's like, it was like a no brainer to, you know, stop the long distance, to move to Chicago, you know, to get, uh, to get married finally and um, just sort of see where the Lord would take us. And so we um, went to Moody and that's actually, you know, where I met Lucas and his wife, Elaine. Uh, it's actually funny. The way, the way that I met Elaine is uh, if, if you know anything about Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, oh, Moody. <laughs> um, we have this thing called PCMs that we have to do. It's, it stands for practical Christian ministry. And Elaine happened to be my PCM leader my freshman year. So when you're a freshman, you don't get to choose your PCM, you're assigned and you basically do it. And so I was assigned to this church in Garfield Park. If you know anything about Chicago, I was in Garfield Park and it was at this old fire station that was turned into a church and it was an after school program. Um, so it was, you know, uh, in a pretty impoverished area, a pretty rough area. So there were kids who were coming to this place after school to be safe, um, to come, to hang out, to, um, play basketball and have fun, but also to learn about the Lord. And so that was a really cool opportunity, but it's, it's where I met Elaine, you know, I, in, in driving to this place in being there and, you know, coloring with students or whatever, having conversations about where we were at, you know, I was engaged, she was newly married and we're like, man, we're kind of like in the same, you know, similar life situations. We should like do a double date. And so we, I remember you, uh, you picked me and Hannah up at the, the little loop and we went to Olive Garden and the, Olive Garden. the rest, as they say, is is history. I mean, <laughs> that was what, 2015? So that was almost five years ago, dude. Can you believe that? No, that's, that was, that's wild. <laughs> that's insane. So like, you know, we since ever since then, you know, we, uh, you know, we, I think for the, for a while we were just doing double dates pretty infrequently, but once we got married and moved into the married housing at Moody, you were literally at first you were in our basement, right? You were on four, we were on five, like they were almost directly under us. And then the next year or whatever, you were above us, but Mm -hmm. you know, living in the same building, being being able to have fun, you know, game nights or go into a a movie or whatever, like, um, I'm getting way more detailed into this part of the story. I'll, I'll, I'll shorten it up now, but all that to say, you know, going to (laughs) Moody, meeting Lucas, um, studying theology, learning about doctrine. I mean, like I said, I've grown up in the church. I grew up listening to pastors and sermons and preachers and, and the whole nine yards. Uh, but it wasn't until I got to Moody that I started to like actually learn about, you know, I, I couldn't have told you what eschatology meant or, um, you know, 
theories on the atonement or whatever, you know, like those were things I didn't think about and had never really come up on my radar. So to be exposed to those things was hugely, hugely transformational, not just in like an educational knowledge sense, but in a like growing to know the Lord sense. Because like we said, when we study theology, when we learn about his word, it's not for the sake of being puffed up with knowledge, but for the sake of learning about who our creator is, learning about who who Jesus is, what he came to do, why we are here. Like, why are we humans? Why are we on this earth? Um, you know, all these things lead us to worship, to devotion, to glorifying Jesus. And, you know, as the Westminster Catechism says, you know, what is the chief end of man? To glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And so in doing theology and learning about, you know, I was a, I was a biblical studies major, so I, I had a very heavy emphasis on the Bible and and theological and biblical electives. So I got to take stuff like Genesis and theology of suffering and gospel of John and all these like really cool classes. Um, you know, it was, it was just a really powerful time of, of growth for me. And so, you know, after, after graduating, after graduating from Moody, um, actually even before it was, so we, gra- we all graduated May of 18, but at the beginning of March of 18, I actually started my first vocational ministry job. Um, I got a job. I got a job at a, a church as a youth pastor in the suburbs, and they started me on a part-time basis. And uh, I would commute from Chicago to Downers Grove, Illinois, um, a couple times a week. And then um, once I graduated, literally, I graduated on Saturday and Monday. I was in the office for my first day of full-time vocational ministry as as a youth pastor. And so that was a pretty big um, part of my life as well. And it, it sadly only lasted a year and a half. Um, you know, I say due to circumstances outside my control, but I mean, aren't a lot of circumstances. I mean, God, um, God gives, God takes away. Ultimately, we know that he is sovereign, that he's working providentially in a million different ways. And we're often only aware of three of them to quote John Piper kind of loosely. Um, but, you know, okay, now Calvinist. we are back right? <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. Um, so like now, now we're back, um, in our hometown of, of Stoughton again. So we've moved back from the suburbs to be close to family. And, um, you know, I was diagnosed this year with diabetes, um, type one. And so it, like, it, I guess what I'm trying to say is my life has been lived in a Christian context, but hasn't always been lived, um, very Christianly, um, if I can even say that. And now, um, as I'm an adult, as I'm a husband, as I'm, you know, hopefully one day going to be a father, um, you know, what are the things that are important? How do we pass these things on to our kids? And um, I guess, you know, I, I should mention that when I when I was growing up in church, we went to an evangelical free church. I've been to Baptist churches. I've been to Assemblies of God churches. Um, I've been to non-denominational churches. Like I, I've, I've sort of been across the board. Um, And it was really literally in my last semester at Moody that I had a professor who sort of opened my eyes to more theological viewpoints that I had never really been aware of. And it was through listening to other podcasts, through reading, through um, studying God's word that I realized like, wow, I'm pretty reformed in my theology. Like it wasn't like I heard Kelvin's five points and was like, I want to be a Calvinist. That'd be cool. Because if that was the case, I, think, I would I don't have think anybody's almost... ever thought that before. <laughs> well, I don't know, dude, you never know. But like, like at Moody, it's funny that they're a dispensational school that really wants to make Calvinists. Um, yeah. You know, they teach the five points as, as like, we want you to believe this or whatever. But you know, when I heard them, I, I didn't even really understand them. And it wasn't again, like I said, until leaving Moody 
that I really began to dive into Reformed theology, particularly of the Baptist variety, not not the Presbyterian kind. Um, and so ever since then, you know, I've been reading a lot. I mean, I've I've and I'm not just reading Reformed Baptist either, Lucas. Um, I'm, I'm also <laughs> reading um, some, you know, Joel Beakey, um, his Reformed systematic theology. You know, he's Presbyterian. Um, you know, we're both reading Robert Latham's systematic mm-hmm. theology. Pretty sure he's more Presbyterian than um, than Baptist. Um, yeah. But all that to say, you know, reading theology that I had never read before. And so I came to realize, again, it wasn't like I want to be Reformed. I want to be Calvinistic. Uh, but it was sort of... Um, it was sort of in in reading these guys in reading the bible i began to realize like no i i align with reformed teaching because that's what i see in scripture and so yeah i consider myself um reformed um pretty loosely a reformed baptist i mean right now we're going to a church called river hills which is evangelical free as as a denomination um but the den- denomination lets them be more reformed in practice. So it's, mm. it's functionally reformed Baptist church. Um, but it's a evangelical denomination and, um, it's been really good and fruitful to be here and to be out of a, um, an actual pastoral vocational role, um, where I felt like I was working on Sundays and to be, um, just a worshiper again, it's been really, really helpful. But yeah, that's sort of my mm. story in a nutshell. I know some of it was briefer than other points, but I guess the points I wanted to make were were made, and I think I think really the reason we wanted to share our stories is to get the point across that um, you are not alone. And I think that's something that Satan often wants of of Christians is to want to get them in isolation, either to make them feel like they're the only ones struggling with the thing that they're struggling with, or there's no possible way anyone else thinks the way that I do or has the same convictions that I do. And so, I, at least for me, I thought it's helpful to hear your story, to hear how you got to be where you are today. Cause as we're saying, these are journeys you've journeyed mm-hmm. from, you know, Southern Baptist Lucas to, um, Anglican Lucas. And I've <laughs> journeyed from evangelical free gens to reformed Baptist gens. And like how, how we do that is, um, you know, always by God's grace, by God's sovereignty. I mean, even the fact that we're breathing at this moment, the fact that we can talk and communicate and think and be rational is because God is sustaining us at this moment. And so uh, we want you to know that you are not alone, that Maybe you're wrestling with some of the same things that we've wrestled with, whether with sin or with theology or um, church experience or whatever. So this this all plays into the idea of being on the journey together. So anything you wanted to add there? No, yeah, I, I would just echo how you ended, I think, is really important. And like you said, especially, it's it's what it means to be on the journey is all these different points of, you know, things that experiences we have changes that we go through um good things and bad things um they all are part of that journey and and that means as we you know enter this chapter and see where this where this goes in terms of this podcast in terms of um the time we spend having these conversations in this setting and in this way um uh we want to be uh, doing it as companions, as fellow travelers, and in a way that um, is uh, edifying to each other and to um, whoever chooses uh, to listen at any time. And I think right. that um, that is why we wanted to uh, start off with some, you know, 
introductory topics or not topics, right. but, uh, you know, s- stuff about ourselves, not because it's the most interesting stuff or the coolest stuff or even a tiny bit cool necessarily. That's for you to judge, I guess, but because it is uh, who we are and we are the ones who um, are going to be having these conversations and we want to be travelers on that road, not mindless or not uh, faceless, nameless um, voices that are, you know, somehow communicating knowledge from on high as if we have any of that um, in the first place. And, And I think that part of that, will hopefully include getting to know um, listeners, getting to know, getting to share more of ourselves with people um, as this grows, hopefully, you know, God willing and in whatever sense and, and, um, and sharing more of life as things transition. Hopefully this will be a long running um, show that will coincide with a lot of developments and changes in, new right, chapters of life of, of, yeah, who, of only sure. god knows what that means um yeah so i i don't i don't really have anything else to add as, as far as that goes um i think, I think that I, pretty much wraps it up um and it, I, was, you know, I was just gonna say like um i think what, what's helpful too is understanding that as the body you know we are have that unified sense that we though though different though though you and I have um, a, a different theological framework or maybe different theological con- theological convictions on certain topics um, that ultimately one day we're still going to be uh, with our Lord um, in glory and that we can have a unity amongst our diversity. And that's one of the big themes that it's going to mm-hmm. come up time and time again in this podcast. And I think it's just helpful, like you said, to have started here as our as our groundwork, because if you are going to listen any longer than this episode, um, these are going to be things that come up. I mean, it's the very essence of our podcast. The fact that when we have a conversation, sometimes we'll agree, sometimes we won't. And this is why. So I thought that was about sums it up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't run this by Jen's earlier, but, um, in conclusion, I want to read just a a short prayer from the book of common prayer. Um, I don't think so. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, and and I, I the reason I pick I was just flipping through as as he was talking and I noticed this one and I and um it stuck out to me because of the idea of journeying together on the road of faith mm. um so um it it uh, apparently this comes from Anselm himself but um oh man so uh let's pray uh, teach me to seek you and as I seek you show yourself to me for I cannot seek you unless you show me how and I will never find you unless you show yourself to me. Let me seek you by desiring you and desire you by seeking you. Let me find you by loving you and love you in finding you. Amen. So hopefully, um, you know, we can uh, experience that desire, that love, that longing to know and seek and and, um, discover more of who God is and and grow in relationship with him. And and hopefully um, that's something that we can um, be you know, a partner and a companion with, with you, whoever's listening, um, for a short time or a long time. And, um, ultimately that's what our entire goal is. And what our focus is, is to spend our time and our energy seeking and and looking for and, um, growing in our relationship with God. So if, if you've listened this far, uh, thank Thank you you. very much. (laughs) We really appreciate it. And, um, we, we, uh, haven't 
worked out all of the logistics and the details, but we will have uh, links to social media, email, all that kind of stuff um, that will be in uh, the show notes, and we'll be sure to make more uh, note of it uh, for, you know, in future recordings. In future episodes, yes. Um, So, yeah. Thank you. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening to the Doxology podcast. Yes, the first of many, to be sure. Yes, um, so, for sure. Yeah, thank you. God bless. Yeah. yeah, have a good one, guys. And by the way, next time we'll have some Valley of Vision prayer, not just the Book of Common prayer. Thanks, <laughs> bye. It's only fair. <laughs> <laughs>